0: time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Moseller. Well, I'm glad uh, that you've taking some time out to join us this week for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Walter Storholt here alongside Glenn Mosseller. And on today's show, we're going to talk about the Truth About Longevity Risk. But before we dive into that equation, if you're new to the show, let me tell you about Glenn. He's a registered financial consultant and the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting with an office in Greensboro on Muir's Chapel Road. You can find us online by going to RoadmapFinancial.com. Click the free consultation button at the bottom of the page to schedule a time to visit. Glenn, living a long time isn't supposed to be a bad thing, um, and it almost seems counterintuitive to categorize that as a risk the risk of living too long. But alas, uh, it is a risk. I want to take a look at how longevity plays a role in somebody's financial and retirement plan and would love to have an honest conversation with you about how to deal with that quote-unquote problem of living too long. Again, all that's a bit weird to say, isn't it?
1: Well, it is Walter, and really, I mean, when we're talking about that, it's it's not, it's not that living too long is, is is necessarily problematic. The main thing is, is that. You know, most everybody would say, if my health is there, I want to live as long as I can, as well as, as, as you know, as money, right? And they want to have make sure that their money lasts. I mean, if you have those two things in place, if you, you know, obviously if you're if you're if you're healthy and you have enough money to live the lifestyle that you want to have, you in you know, under those conditions, you'd want to live as long as you possibly could, right? I mean, that would be true for everybody. But the, you know, the, obviously the challenge comes into play is, is that, you know, when we talk about quote unquote longevity risk is, is that it's just that it's just like, you know, will your resources last, you know, what kind of things can throw, you know, a, a you know, a wrench in the works so to speak. Right. And so living a real, you know, a really long time and not having your money, you know, last as, you know, as long, that's obviously that's a, that's an element of longevity risk. Or, you know, or maybe, you know, if everything was was went along to plan, you know, maybe your money, you know, would would end up lasting. But perhaps there's a, you know, like I say, we've talked about it before, you know, long term you know care scenario where that comes into play and suddenly that creates, you know, a, a difficulty with the with the overall, you know, with the overall finances. So it's, you know, they're interconnected, but that's what really what we're talking about in terms of longevity risk and making sure that you have the things in place as, be- as best as you possibly can to kind of insulate you from, you know, from those risks as best we can and making sure that, that, there's, that there's resources that are there to you know last you throughout your lifetime.
0: Yeah, I think that makes sense, Glenn. I think it's something to um, to consider as we go through today's show. So as, the, as far as last we checked, the death rate of human beings is right around that 100% mark. But lifespans, we also know, are continuing to increase in general. Before we talk about the risks of living too long, Tell us real quick, just a couple of questions about um, just to give us some background of the, the folks that you work with, um, and and kind of put some anecdotal evidence behind the fact that people are living longer. Uh, out of curiosity, how old is your uh, oldest client right now?
1: My oldest client is is eighty six years old, and um, so you know she's a widow, and um, she's you know, going along. Everything is is you know she's she's in good health. You know she you know she kind of you know. She you know it's says i you know as long as I have my health, I'd really like to you know to live to a hundred you know because it's like such a you know you know would be an achievement that most people don't make it there you know and and so far, and you know knock on wood, everything is you know you know she's she's on track, everything's good, we just obviously you know you know keep you know keep rooting for her health as as everyone knows when when you start getting up into your you know your late seventies and into your eighties and beyond." You know, it, it it seems like some, you know, just out of the blue, something can happen and, and all of a sudden things can, you know, can change, you know, very, very quickly. So, but, you know, it's that it, we, we you know, we do the planning and we, you know, we put people in the, in the position that they can have the best opportunity to, you know, make sure it's, you know, that, that everything is going to be okay throughout their their life expectancy. So it's it's interesting. I mean, obviously, you know, we work with retirees and soon to be retirees, and we actually work with some folks that are younger than that too, but when we talk about retirement planning. You know, it's really one of the big things that we that we look at is is making sure that we have those plans in place that that you're going to be okay. You know, even if you live a really really long and you know and and you know life that 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 some folks think, gosh, you know, you're you're outside of the you know the the, the norm of life expectancy. We want to make sure that you're that you're okay in in those regards too.
0: That's a great point. I uh, my grandparents are in their upper eighties and uh, still living active lives and pretty spunky. And uh, at their ages, uh, they're, they're still ticking along just great. But yeah, you do start to get that sense that every day starts to become gravy at, at some point, you know, because you just know that anything can and can happen. Look at 2020. COVID comes out of nowhere and right. affects that population dramatically, obviously. Um, let's look inside your own family, Glenn. Who is or was the longest lived person in your family as you think kind of about your own family history?
1: Well, I had an aunt um, who lived to 96 years old. Wow. And, uh, yeah, so it's, uh, it's funny, you know, I, I, uh, her, her name was Aunt Pearl, you know, and I remember on her 95th birthday, my mother asked her, she says, Aunt Pearl, what's it like to be 95? And she stopped for a moment and she says, well, honey, she says, don't work too hard to get here. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, well, what do you mean? She says, well, you know, she says, I'm, I'm, you know, my, my, my thoughts and my mind, I, you know, I still feel good about. But she says, you know, this says, it's, it's, you know. Every day it's just like, you know, the body doesn't want to do what it used to do. And it's just like it takes me a while to get going. And she she was always funny and you know, and had, you know, and and had that, like you say, that's that spunk about her. And and she she was just so full of life. But, you know, again, it was one of those scenarios. It was like that was her 95th birthday, and then the and then the next year it's you know, you know, something happens and you know, all of a sudden, boom, you know, she got sick and you know, it's just like it, it didn't take long. It, it's just, uh, you know, there's always that risk. And so, you know, we, we think about it and we just want to make sure that, that everybody, you know, can live as long as they can and as healthy as they can and make sure that all those resources are there. But, you know, that that was, you know, uh, that was one of the funniest things, just like, you know, going to family get togethers. And she says, well, you know, don't work too hard to get here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that's right. Uh, at some point, you start thinking about quality over quantity of, of life. It sounded like that's kind of what she was getting at there. Of like, like yeah. Exactly. If you don't exactly. make it to 96, it's not necessarily the end, end of the world. Like you you again, you're you're hitting gravy at some point. But that's fantastic, 96. Wow. Uh, last but not least, just anybody uh, other than the current client or your aunt who's the oldest person that you've personally known.
1: Well, Aunt Pearl is the uh, is, is the one that I personally know. Yeah. I I've you know I've, heard, you know, I've got I have a client or two that, that actually have their, their you know, they're in retirement. And their parents are still with us. Oh wow! Okay. So I've got, you know, I've never met them, but you know that. But um I have one, one in particular that mom is going to turn their mother is going to turn, you know, a hundred next month. So it's wow. You know, it's yeah. So you know, and they're you know, she's not doing well, but she's trying to hang in, and you know, it's it's so, uh but you know, it's it's you know, I mean, when you start getting to you know to you know the mid to late nineties and beyond. It you know, it's like you say, it's like you're. You know, you're. You know, it's it's beyond uh, what mo- what most people think in terms of. So it's, uh, you know, you, you always just wish that you know and hope for people that you know if if they you know that happens that that you know that they can be as healthy as they can be for as long as they can be.
0: Well, there you have it. Anecdotal evidence. Uh, We had upper 80s. We've got upper 90s. And now even some, uh, some, maybe not personally, but very close to personally, a loose connection to someone about to hit the 100 mark. So certainly clear. We all probably have similar stories of people making it to advanced ages like that. And now, Glenn, we, we turn our attention to talking about that risk. So it's interesting because some companies, you look at it, I feel like I see a news story about this at least once a week, if not once a day. Um, Stories about companies investing millions of dollars into the concept of significantly increasing the human lifespan. In fact, just the other day I saw one about billionaires, all the ways in which they're trying to extend life. And uh, it came, it was, it was talking about like the more radical ways, like, um, you know, freezing your brain, um, making, <laughs> you know, doing, doing stuff like, you know, merging your brain with computerized chips, you know, all these kinds of things to try right. and increase the lifespan in some way, shape or form. Um, so longevity, clearly a coveted thing among folks. So why can living a long time be considered risky for the everyday person still?
1: Well, you know, Walter, it's just like, you know, I mean, you were like, you were talking about, I mean, it's just like the fountain of youth, right? I mean, everybody's kind of, you know, it's the idea that, hey, you know, it's like, again, as long as I have, as long as I have my health and as long as I have enough money, I'd like to live as long as I can. And, and, you know, as we kind of started off, you know, we were talking about you know, it's like, well, you know, what 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 would be problematic about living long? And it's it really comes down to those things. It's like, you know, do you have your health, and do you have enough resources to last you, and and you know enough money and income, and you know, and the things that you know that can make it so that you can have your you know the life and the lifestyle that you want to have. You know, I mean, I talk to folks. I say, you know, what? Tell me what's your greatest fear, and you know, and and you know, one thing that comes you know comes out a lot is is people say, you know, it says I just don't want to be Really old and poor right that's i mean it's just folks just don't want to be in that place, and so it's just you know what what we've got to do is we got to make sure that the resources are there and that income can last, and that there's a sustainable income plan that you know, again because that's the way that's the way our lives are oriented to you know, you know cash flow money comes in, money goes out for expenses, and it's you know it happens and it repeats on on a monthly basis, so we need to make sure that 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 you know that that lifetime income is there. And certainly, folks have it. You know, with uh, you know, if they have uh, you know, Social Security, you know, pensions, you know, some annuities are that way as well. But certainly, we want to make sure that you know, however you have your your finances organized, that we have something in place that can give you that reliable income, you know, through and beyond, you know, your you know, your your entire life, and not just. You know, the funny thing is, is I see a lot of times when, you know, folks say, you know, they visit with somebody else or they had another advisor or have another advisor, you know, and they say, well, I've got this, you know, you know, 90 some odd percent chance of everything, you know, working out until, you know, through through life expectancy. And I said, well, that's great. But, you know, what happens if it's, you know, you're outside of that 90 some percent and or, you know, it's like, you know, the what if you live beyond life expectancy? You know, I mean there's there there's this like wouldn't you rather be in a situation where it's like, okay, I I know that it's gonna be there regardless. You know, and, and so ultimately we you know we have to look at, you know, do you have do you have a plan in place that you know is going to be there not probably but absolutely right and that and that's really the you know the key when we think in terms of you know in terms of income planning let's make sure that that, that is handled you know that you have that you have a certain baseline that you know and that you're comfortable with that's that's going to be there regardless and and that you know that that's in place and if that's not in place then something you know may, you know it's, to me that's a red flag you know in your in your retirement plan you know in in your retirement plan if you don't have that then you know then then it's kind of hard to hang your hat on anything else does that make sense walter
0: it does it does make sense glenn and i'm curious you know you look at financial plans and retirement plans every day and so i'm curious how effectively the average person has maybe addressed the financial challenges that you've just outlined that come along with longevity
1: you know what typically walter you know i mean that's you know, you know when when folks come to me for the first time, and we start having you know those you know, consultations and you know introductory meetings, and you know and, and we and we start to chat and you know kind of discover you know where they are. The vast majority of folks, you know, that I that I sit down with. Have done a pretty good job of, of you know of saving for retirement, right? I mean, a lot of them have done an excellent job at saving for retirement. You know, I mean, that's, and that's why they're they're coming in. It's like, hey, you know, I need to, I really want to evaluate, you know, where I am, and you know, and and, and how the, how this you know transition into retirement or being in th- you know in retirement and living through retirement. You know, what does that look like? And the the interesting thing is, like I say, a lot of most people have come. You know, when they come see me, they've done a good job at the accumulation phase of of life. You know, they've they. They've put money away and they've built that nest egg. The challenge is, is that that life is, is, you know, is, is in phases. And, you know, in your financial life, you have the accumulation phase and then you have preservation and distribution. Right. You know, because you're moving away from having those regular paychecks coming from your your efforts and your and your salary and your wages. To now, you're going to be you're going to be relying on the money that you've saved for retirement, and that that preservation and distribution or income or you know the things that that come into play there. That's a entirely different mindset and totally different strategies. And you know, typically most folks you know have you know they've either you know been a do-it-yourselfer or they've worked with an advisor who's been you know done a good job at accumulation but their skill set is is in that area right it's it's not in the preservation and distribution and making sure that we hedge those risks that we've been talking about you know whether it be making sure that your income lasts or making sure that your you know, that you've got hedges in place against long term care risk or you know the the different ways that your income streams you know can you know will be taxed and can be taxed in retirement you know and how do how do we get more efficient with that and make sure that you get more bang for your buck so to speak and make sure that you're not that you're not Sending additional dollars to Washington that, that you don't really need to, you know, and then, you know, then and we make sure that, you know, that, you know, if you end up getting sick or your spouse ends up getting sick that, you know, that you don't end up ha- then having to turn around and send, you know, the vast majority of your of your money to the nursing home. You know, I mean, I, I talk with a lot of folks, but, you know, almost nobody and, or and nobody I've ever talked to wants to send extra money to Washington and they, and they don't want to you know, transfer their nest egg to the nursing home either. So those are things that we really need to make sure that, that are in place and that we have hedges against those risks and that that's simply in most cases not part of the accumulation strategies that most people have employed through you know through their working years and so now when we move into the retirement years we need to think in terms of preservation and distribution and making sure that you know, that your retirement years can be what you want them to be and that you've got to really have a different mindset and, you know, and, and, and your advisor, a, a different skill set than what it took to get there. It's kind of like I make the analogy a lot of times when, if you, you know, if you go to the doctor, you know, when you're, when you're a child and you go to the doctor, you go going to the, to, you know, a pediatrician, right? But then as you get older, then you go to a big person's doctor, right? And you, you know, and you maybe go to a kind of a general practitioner, you know, and, you know, and you you know, and you a lot of your early working years, but then the older you get, you start seeing more and more specialists. Right. And and that's just kind of the that's just kind of the way things are. It's similar in the financial world. Right. I mean, think about it. You know, do you want to do you want to, you know, when you go into your retirement years and you've saved your nest egg, do you want to be working with an advisor who's a general practitioner, or do you want to have somebody who's, you know, the the, you know, they 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 work, you know, with retirees and, the, and that's their real skill set and that's what they do and they and they work to with people to make sure that their that the retirement plans are going to be built to last and make sure that it's the, you know it's there for them and, and all of the money that they've saved and all of the efforts that they've made throughout the years are gonna actually serve them and give them what they want in their retirement years.
0: That's a good point, Glenn. And I think that's worth considering all those different little moving parts for sure. Can you maybe tell us about a time somebody came or, or or, maybe, you know, does this happen frequently? Comes to you for a visit primarily because they were afraid of that very thing, running out of money in retirement. And what do you usually do to help those folks?
1: Well, I mean, actually, Walter, that's, that's pretty typical.
0: You know, I mean, one of the things
1: that we do in the discovery process is, we I mean, we talk about priorities and you know, and, you know, concerns and goals and and all of that. And, you know, and typically we come, you know, we come to that as as like, you know, you know, how concerned are you about, you know, making sure your money lasts, you know, and most people, you know, that's either a moderate concern or a big concern. You've spent your whole life, think about it. I mean, you spent your entire life saving for retirement, and it's just like something that's out there into the future and it's out, out in the distance. But now you, you as you as you are quickly approaching it or you actually have arrived there, now it's just like you've really you've, you've always known that you're going to be making that transition. but you kind of think in terms of, well, I've got this this nest egg, this x number of dollars saved for retirement. But ultimately, what does that mean? You know, how much income can be produced from that? How much income can be produced, you know, on a consistent basis and a reliable basis for the next 15, 20, 25 or 30 years? That is something that is 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 typically that that's not an easy thing for most people to really think in terms of because. They've, you know, that's not really where they've been in the accumulation years. In the accumulation years, it's, you know, for the vast majority of folks, it's, hey, I'm putting money into my 401k to save for someday. And, and, and most of the orientation has been about, you know, well, what, what fund selections, you know, should, where, where should I position my money within my 401k to, to have it grow over time? I mean, for the vast majority of people, that's been their orientation and trying to then figure out, well, okay, I've got X, X amount saved. What does that really mean in terms of retirement income and making sure that I can have the lifestyle and retirement that I want? Most people, you know, that's that's kind of an elusive thing. And for some folks, it's it's a complete mystery. And some folks, it's like, well, I thought a little bit about it and I've heard different things, but some of those things are conflicting and, and I'm not sure really what to think or, or, or what to believe. And so that's when we really have to delve into, well, how do we make this be the way you want it to be? And, and that's really what we do is, is, you know, it's to help folks make that transition and or if they've already made, made that transition and retired, but yet they're not, Entirely comfortable or confident that that their that their existing plan is going to really work, then that's maybe it 's a time for a second opinion and really make sure that 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 that, that things are in place that that you can you know be you know be feeling confident then you know that you're going to be okay regardless as to what happens.
0: That's a great point Glenn and if you would like some assistance when it comes to talking about longevity risk and uncovering the truth behind longevity risk and how to plan for it, it's easy to get in touch with Glenn and begin that conversation, see how it might impact your financial and retirement plan going forward if you start to solve that problem. 336-291-3535 is the number to dial. That's 336-291 3535. You can also find Glenn online by going to roadmapfinancial.com. That's roadmapfinancial.com. Click on the free consultation button at the bottom of the page to get in touch and schedule your time to visit and meet. Glenn, that was helpful. Thank you for the assistance on today's show and talking about longevity risk with us. May we all live long lives, uh, prosperous lives, and uh, ones that are well planned for in retirement.
1: Absolutely, Walter. (laughs) Thanks a lot, and we'll hope to talk to you next week.
0: We'll do it. Next episode will be uh, right around the corner. Thanks for joining us here on the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. For Glenn, I'm Walter, and we'll talk to you next time.